Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Achten Millwall. Listening to Acton Millwall Emergency Broadcasting Special, a public service broadcast made on behalf of the Real Millwall Fan Show and Acton Millwall Broadcasting from South Bermondsey. Well, hello, dear listeners, once again for yet another interview show on Acton Millwall. We're trying to bring you the very best of the Millwall comment, the Millwall interviews, the Millwall news such as it, is, as it is in these strange times. It was my pleasure today, dear listeners, to speak to one of my personal favourite players of all time. He was a member of the classic 88-89 First Division season, uh, a left-back of some distinction, I think it's fair to say. I, I would say the, the best full-back I've ever seen in a Millwall shirt. He played for us for a total of um, seven years, almost, for in the late... 1980s and the difficult years of the of the post move uh, to the new stadium in the early 1990s. Um, more than that, though, he is a lovely, lovely bloke, and I hope you enjoy this interview. Now, it is of course the one and only Mr. Ian Dawes. I hope you enjoy the interview. Thank you for tuning into this week's show. You are listening to Achten Millwall. I am genuinely excited, listeners. I'm speaking to one of the best players that I ever saw play for Millwall, um, for certainly the finest left-back in my lifetime. Big welcome to the show, Mr Ian Dawes. Thank you for coming on the show, Ian. You're welcome. Um, I'm sure that sounds like flattery, but it's it, it, it's the truth. I mean, you were a member of the first division days for Millwall, one of the greatest teams ever to turn out for the club how do you I mean do you have happy memories of your time at Millwall you you, you had a fair old um, career with the Lions I did no um, I mean obviously I was I was I suppose in a way fortunate unfortunate for obviously Nicky Coleman you know with his injury um, you know what happened and that it was very sad for him but um, for me yeah it was it was fortunate that at that particular time you know that they needed a left back and I think it's it's basically because we we played we played against them uh, just before the season the start was going to start uh, sort of like behind closed doors QPR reserves against the first team right. and it actually happened when Nicky got injured so 
obviously I knew Frank McClintock from PR days. It just sort of went from there, really. So, so in a way, uh, sort of fortunate but an unfortunate thing, you know. So yeah, a QPR, Ian. I mean, you were you were actually at QPR for seven years, two hundred and twenty nine appearances, a fairly substantial career at, at Rangers, including a League Cup final, and you played under a number of fairly well, you know, well respected managers there: Jerry Francis, um, Terry Venables, Jim Smith. Quite yeah, a career. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I was very fortunate um, injury wise um, while I was while I was at uh, Queensland Rangers, really. So, and. I'd never really got injured, so unfortunately, um, I was able to play a lot of games. Um, I think I, I think, what well, I think I played three seasons in a row actually without missing a game, which is you know unheard of nowadays. So it is. I mean, would you put that down to? I mean, I mean, I'd say the same really for you at, at, at Millwall. I mean, you you know, you very rarely seem to get injured until obviously right, yeah, at the yeah. very end of your career when it was a big yeah. one. But, um, you know, is, is, are you are you naturally a healer, or are, are you are you someone that just doesn't, um, you know, you don't injure at least? For, uh, well, what do you put it down to? To be fair, I think I healed pretty quickly, really, and I was sort of, I don't know, I was sort of with my pain threshold. I was quite, I felt I was always quite good, good with it, and if I had a, a knock, I would carry on, you know. Yeah. Get on with it and just sort of say, well, you know, yeah, it hurts a little bit, but let's get on with it. I just wanted to play, really. That was my my um, thing, really. Wanted to play as many games as I could and and things like that. So yeah, so I was pleased pleased in that aspect that you know the year I was in, I I didn't have to get rested. <laughs> true. I mean, you came through as a youth at, at Rangers. Um, what at what point in your life did you start to become aware that you were you could be good enough to play professionally. And did it? Is it something that you always dreamed of, or did it dawn on you over over your you know your kind of school years and and um, into youth football? No, not really. Um, my, my dad was a pretty good sportsman himself, and I just used to go with him football, cricket. Um, I was pretty good at cricket as well, actually. Right. Um, but no, I never really ever. That was never something in my mind that oh, I you know I want to be a professional footballer or I want to uh, be a professional cricketer um, I always thought because my dad was a gas fit, so I would end up being a gas fit, to be honest <laughs> really yeah so um, no I never no not at all no I mean I, I obviously felt I was a, I was a decent player because obviously if you go you know Croydon schools uh, London schools and I ended up England school boys you sort of you know you're okay, you know you're not a bad player, but I never ever, even when I became a professional footballer, I never ever thought I was a, a really exceptional footballer, although people do say I am, um, or was. Um, I just enjoyed playing, really, that was that was all, really. That's amazing. I, I, I mean, I, I've always, um, you know, whenever people say to me, Ian Dawes, I mean, the first thing that comes into my mind is one elegant, player you were on the ball and um I mean just doing the research I'm, I'm thinking well you, you know you've played under some major names there Venables and and uh, and Mallory and and Smith I mean were you, was that a a would you agree that you're an elegant player and, and secondly was that something that you learned or were you naturally um gifted in that way would you say I think at Queen's Park Rangers we as early uh, quite early on we were taught you know to to keep hold of the ball you know pass the ball play yeah. um so yeah, that was that was that was nice. You know, we were always taught that. So I think that just sort of 
brought it on that little bit more. I was always sort of, yeah, I think when you're playing for your schools, no disrespect to, to, to a lot of the players in the schools, but they're not that that good, are they? No, you know, no, they're so levels down. So you, you, your better players tend to have the ball more often in, in school games. So probably, you know, you learn more from that because you're on the ball more. So, um, so yeah, so no, I suppose naturally sort of this comes to you, I suppose. And you, you know, you you played in in the first division. You were an established first division player when you came to Millwall, and you'd been to a League Cup final at the old Wembley Stadium, of course. And then Millwall came in for you. I mean, what were, what were the circumstances behind your signing? I've read online that it was because they were going to replace the plastic pitch, but I don't believe that. I think that's no, it's nothing to do with <laughs> the plastic pitch at all. To be fair, I think. Um... To be honest, it was just a case of Jim Smith had um, he bought in Mark Dennis, which yeah. to be fair was not he's not but wasn't a bad he was a good player as well actually. Yeah. Um, so I was sort of at the season before that I'd had you know as, as I said to you earlier I, I wanted to play every game. Right. Um, but but he he wanted to play Mark Dennis so obviously when Mark Dennis was fit or not suspended which he was a lot <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play so I sort of. You know, not wasn't getting the hump because I always thought, well, I will stay at QPR and never leave QPR unless they don't want me, sort of thing. So well, I think it was a little bit of that, really, um, that that I wasn't playing as regular as I wanted, um, and basically Jim Smith didn't really want want me as such. I wasn't his I wasn't his number one, if that makes sense. How did that make you feel at the time? I mean, obviously you'd, you'd come, been there a long time, and and you're an established player. I mean, I know football's about, to a degree, I suppose, it's about rejection in a way, isn't it? And most players have to deal with that at some point. How did that make you feel at the time? Were you um, unhappy with the situation, or I wasn't, I wasn't unhappy. I, was, I wouldn't say that was the, the case, because um, to be honest, although I. In, deep down, I thought, well, you're not his number one. You know, he's going to play Mark. But, I mean, I still played, you know, so there was 52 games. So I probably still played 47 of them because he yeah. was suspended or injured for the majority of it. So, so in a way, I was still, you know, playing lots of, of football and, and still there. But deep down, I suppose, in your head, you're thinking, how long have I got, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so it was disappointing in a way because, as I say, you know, you, you've, you've come straight to QPR, 16-year-old. Well, I was 15 when I first went to them. And, you you know, so you've sort of gone through there and you feel like they're, they're part of you, if that makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, obviously, you know, you mentioned that you were in a, a pre-season game against the Lions before the 1988-89 uh, season. And then there was the um, the injury to Nicky Cole and creating a vacancy. Um, I mean, John Doherty, what were your first impressions of John Doherty as, as, and, and, and Millwall as a, as a club and as a manager? Um, to, be, to be fair, they seemed, I mean, I knew Frank. Which right, of course, McClintock, uh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I knew Frank McClintock, so, um, so that, that sort of helped a little bit. Um, I'd sort of, I think about two, three weeks previous, I'd, I'd driven up to Coventry. Coventry wanted me to, to um, sign for them, obviously. Mm. They were in the first division then, back then, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Um, but it was just, I mean, I was born born and bred in sort of London, so Croydon. So I was, you know, the closer I was getting to Coventry, the 
lest I was talking to my wife. Sort of thing. We were both looking at each other thinking, what the hell, we're not coming up here. So I think we'd, we'd, we'd scuppered that deal before we'd even arrived. I'm glad you did, mate. I'm glad you did. Uh, yeah, so um, in, a, in a way, I was, I, was, I was pleased that they were interested because, one, it, it kept me in London. Yeah. Um, two, obviously, they were in the, the first division. Um, but, yeah, no, they, they, they spoke very well. Um, uh, John Doherty and Frank McClintock as well. And to be fair, they had some good bloody players there, didn't they? Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, helped, I, you know, which does help. I mean, we literally just got promoted the 80, at the end of the 87-88 yeah. season. And I remember your arrival, uh, and I remember seeing your home debut against uh, Derby. I mean, you started, I think, at Aston Villa the week before, and then right, um, yeah. the uh, a memorable game for me because it was our first home game in in Division One. But I saw you very much as a strengthening of the squad. I mean, uh, I'm just one of my notes here. I'm just saying that you, you you've come into a dressing room full of fairly strong personalities. I don't know how that would compare with the QPR dressing room, but that, you know, that, that, did it? Did you feel like a newcomer into the into an established squad there, or were you welcomed fairly quickly as, as, as from memory? A bit of both, really. I was obviously I I felt like a newcomer. Um, yeah. It's always I mean you know foot, foot, footballers are sort of a sort of special breed that wherever you go they're the same sort of people. They just there's different characters. They're right. different that they you know like if you think of Wimbledon how they were you know they treated new people. You know, burn suits and things. Did like you get that. any of that? <laughs> well, thankfully, no. They weren't as bad as that. Um, <laughs> but I, it was, it was, it was different. It was an eye opener. Um, obviously, the first sort of month or so, it was, it was a little, it was different to um, obviously the QPR setting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it didn't. To be fair, it didn't take take long to sort of settle in. Um, to be honest, because we were just, you know, we were playing football and we all wanted to play football and we all, we all wanted to win games. So that, that always helps. Um, yeah, there was a lot of characters in the side, which which was fantastic. Uh, I mean, trying with some of the iconic names in Mill history now, I mean, I, I just, I could not, I actually wrote this team out without even looking at it. It's from memory, you know, it's, 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 these names are ingrained in the mind. I mean, Brian Hall in goal and yourself, Dawes, Wood, McCleary and, and, and Keith Stevens um, in the middle of Herlock and Briley, Cascarino and sharing them up front, Jimmy Carter. These these are I mean very, very good players in fairness. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um and I unfortunately Millwall are the same as QPR really, you know, in a in a way that they they bring a lot of good players through and they have uh, probably one season, two seasons and they do really, really well. And unfortunately, then they lose lose players. Yeah, I mean finances. That's that's, so. that's the only you know that's the only bad thing about it. You know, I go back to QPR days. You know, Clive Allen, Paul Goddard, uh, people like that were coming through, scoring loads of goals. They get bought up and they get sold. And it happened with with Cass and Ted. You know, two two exceptional players. And uh, we, in a way, we never really replaced them, do we? That's the problem. No, no. I mean, it's it's always one of the um, you know, one of the problems of being a smaller club, I suppose. I mean, you mentioned Cass and Ted, but you you, you sound like a modest bloke, um, Ian. And I would have said that you would have been in the category of a player that would have possibly looked, you know, higher than Millwall. Would you, I mean, did you ever have any interest 
in your time from from clubs? I mean, you would play over the season in 89-90, which I know was a difficult season, but that was quite an achievement in the first division. Did did you ever get any any clubs? Um, no, not really. Take... Not, that know, not that I know of, anyway. No one. That amazes no one me. Did it or no one approached me, put it that way. So. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, it was a wonderful season. The 88-89 season was wonderful. There's some, some immense games. We've mentioned Derby. Uh, games like beating Everton at home, going to Anfield, drawing one. Oh, yeah. I mean, did it, where did he sit in your in your career memories? I mean, I know you went to Wembley with, with QPR, but where do these kinds of games sit in your own um, mind? Are they are they amongst your happiest memories in the game, or where do they fit exactly? Oh, I would say without, without a doubt, yeah. I mean, especially being that I've, I'd literally just joined Millwall, and they, they, they're obviously their expectations weren't probably weren't probably that high, really, were they? So I think to go and, <laughs> to, go, to go and do what we did that season, you know, to teams we went went to, you say like Liverpool and, and places like that, was, yeah. was top of the league. Not, Going top of the league, didn't exactly, we? Exactly, yeah, I know. It was only probably towards the end that we sort of tailed out a little bit, really, didn't we? So, um, so yeah, no, I thought it was it was it was um, an unbelievable season, really, and uh, to be part of it was was great. I mean, we tailed off. Um, I think it's from about March, really. I, I remember we beat Aston Villa at home two nil. And then didn't really get anything for the remainder of the season. It was almost like the, the, the you know, we, we were title contenders, which is always a weird thing to say. And when 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 I, you repeat that back, but we were going into the the February and March of that season. But it kind of tailed off. What do what do you put that down to? Was it was it just tiredness? A kind of a possibly. I mean, yeah. in a way, we we probably didn't have as big a squad as you know, other other yeah. teams up there like they do nowadays, you know. So in a way maybe could have been a little bit little bit of tiredness. Um but I also think um the, the better teams they sort of get to know once they played you once, yeah. they sort of get to know what you're about and they change their game a little bit. That happened a little bit, you know, against the, the better sides, they sort of yeah. adapted a bit better. And, and and then we sort of struggled against the, the better teams again towards the end, I think. The early games of the season always reminded me of being like manic cup tyres, you know, where the crowd were fired up and, and you know, everything was, um, was um, you know, on the edge of mayhem. And then the late games, I think you're right, teams like Arsenal and, and Liverpool, I think Arsenal would win the league that season, wouldn't they? Um, slightly, they 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 had the the measure of of our games slightly, and I think that was that was probably a, a problem. Um, the, the the following season, eighty nine ninety, was a difficult season, wasn't it? That was that was um, you know, that was the start of the decline, really. Yeah, well, we, yeah. We, well, we, we lost we lost a few players, didn't we, along the line, you know, along the way, really, which which wasn't good for us, really. No, um, I mean towards the end of that season, I mean, Cascarino left in the. I think it was a March, uh, but the form was was poor all season. Though strangely, yeah. we did we did top the league again briefly, which is always a, a, an odd thing to to say. Um, but I think Hurlock left us, I think, in the April, and it was there was a sense that um, you know the, the wheels were coming off. You, you you stayed with the Lions though, and this has always fascinated me um, because, as I've said a few times, and I, it's not meant as flattery. I mean it as as as, as my my opinion. But you were a very very good player. I mean, you remained with the team when we were relegated back to the 
I think we still called the second division at that point, but the second tier certainly. Um, did it? Did you have ideas that you would stick around? I mean, you were happy at the, at the den clearly if to, to stay. I never ever never thought of leaving. I, it never came came into my head at all, really. To be fair. Wow. Okay. So, but no, it didn't didn't. Just I was, you know, I was as I said to you before. If circumstances hadn't hadn't gone the way they did, I, I would have probably stayed at QPR for my whole career. That's the way I was. That's the way in my head I I, I felt. You know, it was that way but obviously it didn't work out that way and I enjoyed Millwall and that was then it was a case of right I'm here now this is where I'll be for the rest of my career I, you know. <laughs> what kind of manager was John Doherty and how did he compare with some of the, the the other managers in your career Ian? He, he was different very very different I mean he got he got he got the best out of the players um by far you know yeah, yeah. Um, without a doubt, and I, I think he, he was excellent for for me all at the at the time. Um, I think maybe, especially the second season when we struggled, I think possibly maybe it was a you know sometimes some managers go so far, and then they just struggle that little bit, don't they? Yeah, um, and I think maybe he was a little bit out of his depth when once once we'd lost players, that was that always made it difficult for him, you know, because you're trying to replace Cascarino, you're trying to replace Terry Herlock, who, you know, two of the best players probably I've played with, you know. Yeah, so it's difficult. Very, very difficult, yeah. So, I mean, so in that aspect, you know, you feel sorry for him in that aspect because, you know, maybe if he if he was able to replace them. It might have been different. You are listening to Achten Millwall. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's always any, any every manager's career ends in in or most man, managers are very few exceptions um, end yeah. in a, a kind of a sad way, don't they? In that in that yeah. sense. Yeah. But he does remain the greatest manager in our our club history, and I think that's 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 something that can't be taken away from him. So, I mean, you stayed in the, the 1990-91 season under Bruce Rioch. I mean, again, I mean, I, I don't know what you'd want to say about Bruce Rioch. Um, I, I felt that some of the football we played that season was was magnificent. Um, some of the best football I've ever seen a Millside play. Um, how did he come across to you as a, from the playing side, Bruce Rioch? The playing side, I was pleased he'd come. Yeah, that's it. Other than that, I, I, it wasn't good. I, I, had, you, um, I don't know if you remember the Ian Wright writing and selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, thirty six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Article regarding him when he was at Arsenal. Yeah, he had a kind of a certain yeah. um, militarist. That, that is exactly how I felt. <laughs> and how he treated me, you know, in, in a right. way that... My contract was up, and he and again he bought um, Colin Cooper. Yes, indeed. Yeah, obviously yeah. he came from Middlesbrough. Yeah. And uh, basically he was going to play him at left back, and I wasn't going to play. So I was in my head then. I'm thinking, well, obviously same sort of scenario at QPR. Sorry, uh, and I sort of half expected that to happen again. You know, where someone else would come in, and I'd go somewhere else then. Um, but I still was playing because um, he ended up playing I think he played Colin Cooper at centre half in the end or yeah. a few times so I sort of still did play and I enjoyed the way he, he tried to play um, but he was just like he was like a sergeant major it was um, a difficult know, you, person yeah you couldn't wear jeans you had to be clean shaven every day <laughs> um, right you, you, you'd, you'd, you'd walk past him and you'd go morning boss and he'd totally ignore you Right. And the next day, you you would think, oh, well, I'm not going to say morning to you. And then he'd go, oh, morning, Ian, you all right? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, all right. Um, but, yeah, he was strange. I mean, I I went in and had a chat with him, uh, I think, on a Wednesday in the week, and um, just mm. about my contract. Nothing, you know, no shouting, just, you know, have you had any more thoughts? I've been playing regular. Um, would you be willing to sort of sort my contract out, you know. Like just see where you're staying, basically, yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, and he went, and it was, you know, and he said, no, not at the moment, no. So I went, oh, OK, so off I went. Came back in on, I think, th- well, Thursday. And um, had a, and I was trying to think who the guy was, the coach. It's gone right on my head. OK. So the coach for the first team, came in and said to me, oh, you're with the reserves today. You're not You're not with us on Saturday. Right. Because I'd gone in and had a little chat, he then left me out. And Very strange. It was, yeah. So, but there you go. That's the sort of person. It, it, it sounds very petty um, with all the things, sort of little things he did and everything like that. But it just sort of, you know, you just want to say, as a player, you just want to play, you want to be part of the team and, you know, that sort of way. But with him, it was never like that. No, no. I mean, that, that was that was the impression standing on the terraces, put it that way. So mm. it's interesting to hear hear that. Um, I mean, he, he, he would go eventually. Um, yeah. McCarthy yeah. took over. And again, um, especially in McCarthy's early days, I, I thought of the football again that we played um, with yourself as a as a, as a as a linchpin of that really um, was 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 wonderful to watch. As it a, was as it was enjoyable to be fair. I mean, we had as I say, I think we had a really good side, and to be honest, we probably should have gone up. 
really like promoted in first or second place, but he just seemed to like miss out that that every every the them two seasons. That was a. I mean, you were near near ever present. I mean, we've already commented on your on your um, you know ability not to get injured. I mean, those really from signing for the Lions until I think it was ninety three ninety four where you started to become slightly more um, you know have a, have a spell and then 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 not be in in, in the side. But that season ninety two ninety three, you were never present. Ian, Ian. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, it uh, was. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, it was. I say it was a, a good good season. Um, and also we had the change, didn't we, from the old den to the new den as well. Well, I was going to ask you about that because I mean, obviously you were, you know, you were kind of schooled at Coldblow Lane, which was a certain type of stadium, wasn't it? A very old-fashioned um, stadium by today's standards, but much loved by all Mill fans of, of, of a certain. Era. How was it for you as a player? Because you'd you'd played at QPR, which was also a tight-knit little stadium, yeah. wasn't it? The old Loftus yeah. Road. I mean, no, it was. Um, I mean, the atmosphere at the old den was was fantastic, and I and I think we missed it for a little period because a lot of the fans knew where they were at the old den, and all yeah. of a sudden they come to the new den, and it was they were not sure where they were where they could go or where they were supposed to be, and I think it took them a little while to sort of get 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 the hang of it, if that makes sense. Absolutely, yeah, it was it was spanking new. I remember the first game we played there, and it was all very shiny and. Brand new, but it does take you a while. It's like a house, isn't it? You know, it takes yeah. you a while to feel like it's your yeah. own home. Exactly, it, but it, it didn't take long. And as I say, it's a love. It's a lovely stadium now. So, I mean, by ninety four, ninety five, just twelve appearances for you in that. That was your last season uh, with the Lions. Am I right? And I, I, I've written this down, but am I right? I was going to ask you if your last game in a mule shirt was against Chelsea at uh, yeah. Stamford Bridge uh, in the FA Cup. Yeah, the one-all game, which we would go for on penalties, February yeah. 1995, and you came off in the 78th minute. Was that injury that took you off there, Ian, or was that...? It basically, yeah. I mean, I'd been sort of struggling. I mean, I'd not really been training that much, sort of cycling and the odd training session here and there. Uh, and then if we'd have sort of like a Saturday and then maybe we'd play Tuesday, I would then struggle again sort of thing. So... Um, so unfortunately, yeah, we had a game on the Saturday, and then the, the Chelsea game was on the Tuesday, wasn't it? And it was a re, replay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think Mick, Mick. To be fair, Mick McCarthy was was very good with me there. He he sort of understood that I couldn't play all the time. No. Um, and I think maybe he thought I was was struggling a little bit, maybe in the game, although it didn't didn't show. Um, although I did feel it when I was warming up, and I was thinking, oh God, you know what my what am I doing? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was your knee that would go in the end, wouldn't it? Was it was my knee, yeah, it was my knee. Um, but yeah, so obviously that was the the last game I played, but the, the following Saturday, because obviously we got through the, yep. the FA Cup, it was the, the next round of the FA Cup and it would have been against QPR. That's right, yeah. Just desperate for, you know, so obviously because we played Tuesday, I only had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to sort of try couple. and get my knee... Just, I mean, it just kept swelling up, you know. Um, so I was desperate to try and play because in my head, I, you know, I'd, obviously the specialist had already said to me, you know, we're not going to give you any more operations. Um, what are you thinking of doing after football? So, so I'd already, I already knew it wasn't long. Um, so I just thought maybe, you know, the last last game I'll play QPR Millwall. Both teams I played for that would be quite fitting. 
Um, but unfortunately, I, I I felt I couldn't. You know, my knee was still swollen, and I just thought I would let the players down. Really. Did you? I mean, I always ask. I'm always intrigued by professional footballers because obviously it's quite a short career, really, in terms of the rest of your life. You know, it's, it's quite a short, uh, an early phase of your life in many respects. But I mean, did you have ideas what you might do when when the game packed up? I mean, did you have? Um, you know, mentioned your dad being a gas fitter. Did you have ideas of business or or management or anything of that not, kind? Not really, no. <laughs> So I sort of came, came to the end of football and I was like, uh, what should I do now? <laughs> really? Was it like that for you? Yeah, it was. Yeah, very much so, yeah. <laughs> It must have felt like a low point. I mean, to, to I mean, I think you, you formally retired in the October, um, having, I think you went to Bromley, but I don't think you played for Bromley. Am I correct? And then, I played a few games, not many. Right. I think I played about, I think I played about four or five. And I actually got sent off for the very first time in a, in a game. I was going to say, I, I don't remember you being booked, certainly not sent off. Well, that... I was booked a few times, but I was never, ever sent off. And I got sent off in a non-league game for Bromley. I can't even remember who the team was we right. were playing, but right. I had right. a right go at the ref because I've obviously it blighted my career. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like one was a handball that we, he whacked the ball at me from about three yards and I couldn't even get out of the way and he booked me and then and I think one was a, like a tackle but uh, so I was like oh god so, you did a bit of co- did a bit of coaching a bit of management a Carl Shorten yeah Redding. I did yeah I did Carl Shorten Dawkins and Reading I went to that, um, I mean, did, did, did the idea Red of management... Hill, not Red Hill, sorry. Red Hill, Red Hill, yeah. Did the idea of management attract you? It's quite a precarious profession, really, isn't it? Football it management. is. I mean, I don't get me wrong, I, I enjoyed it because most of the time I was I, try, I tried to play as well, which I probably shouldn't have done, but I did. And I found it okay. It wasn't mega hard. Um, right. I basically got people to run around for me and just give me the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was the idea, but um, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I, it was it was completely different to pro football. I mean, you know, you, you you're asking players to come training after they've been to work. Some of them can't. Um, you you say to them to be at a game at a certain time, and they don't turn up till thirty minutes before the game. And mm-hmm. you know, some you're asking we're meeting up, and they. You know, you have to ring him up. Where are uh, where are you? I'm about five minutes. Okay, twenty minutes later, he's still not there. You know, and you. But in the end, you sort of get used to it, and you you go with it as it is. And uh, and, and and I did, I did enjoy it. It was it was good fun, and you know, I've seen some of the the players that I I had in that era, and they were quite young as well, and and they said they thoroughly enjoyed it. So so in that aspect, that's that's all it's about, really. It's, Enjoyment in it. You didn't stay with it though, Ian. I mean, what, 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 what um, did you do I, I don't think I was cut out to be a manager. I mean, some people are, some people aren't, and I, I don't think I was. It's because you always didn't instruct everyone not to wear jeans and not, not walk around with a blazer on. That's maybe, what maybe that was what it was. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it was. Um, no, I, I just think I was, I, I was more a, not a mate as such. You can't be a mate if you. No, 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 I know what you mean. But I felt I was because I was playing as well. I, it, it sort of that was the way it was. You know, we were just mates. But I was picking the team. If that makes sense. To be a manager, you must be separate, mustn't you? You have, yeah, you have. And I don't think I wanted to do that. 
Um, I enjoyed young kids. I, I took, I did my um, my son's side for probably about three seasons. I think. I think he was about eight or nine when I took over, and I think he went up to the age of twelve. And that was, I enjoyed that. That was quite good. Um, so I always thought maybe I might go into doing younger children, um, but I did for a period. But then I, I was given a job in like in a pupil referral unit. Okay. So I sort of like stopped the, the coaching a little bit then and just did the uh, pupil referral. Unit. What work do you do these days, Ian? What, 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 Me, uh... I now I clean ovens. Right. Okay. So I've got my own okay. my own oven. Hey, I'm doing that. Okay. That's have, yeah. So I was I was in the pupil referral unit for twelve years. Yeah. Right. Okay. Twelve years. I mean, that was quite quite tough and quite tough. Quite stressful, I would imagine. Yeah, quite with stressful. the kids and that. Like, yeah, I'd imagine. Were, yeah. Disturbing. Towards, towards the end was harder because we were getting younger younger kids. Right. And you know they were just sort of trying to like threaten to push you down the stairs and spit in your face and things like oh. that, you know. And it was not right, pleasant. You do that, I might whack you. <laughs> So I thought when I started thinking that way, I sort of thought, well, maybe I need to do something else. <laughs> you are listening to Arten Millwall. I've got a few quick questions, if I, if, if, if okay. okay. Best manager you played under, who would you, who would you pick out as the best manager? Terry Venables. Thought, I would have thought that looking at your career. Yeah. Um, best player you played with, at QPR or Millwall, which, which would you choose? There's a few. I would can... probably say QPR Tony Curry. Okay, there's a name from the past. Wow. Although he wasn't there very long. And at the end of his career, I think at he that was, point. Yeah, but he, I mean, he, at the end of his career, he was probably one of the best players I played with. Right. Um, and that was at the end of his career, so you can imagine what he was like. In terms of position and, and intelligence on the ball, yes. he was yeah. a midfielder, seventies. Yeah. Um, uh, for Millwall. I would probably say, it'd probably say it's, it's got to be. I would probably say Teddy really, because just just for the fact that where he's he, he ended up, what he's done with his career. Yeah, no, he's a great really, player. Yeah, that I would probably. I mean, there was there's, there was quite quite a few both both teams you could pick, but yeah, I would probably say those two, just just for that pure fact. I always felt that we Millwall uh, weren't given the credit for the football we played in because we had a bit of a direct reputation, didn't we, in the in the late eighties? Um, but I felt we played better football than sometimes we were given credit for by the we, by the we critics. Did. I mean, I obviously when I first, I mean, that was I found a little bit different because obviously with QPR it was playing to midfield, you know, blah 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 like that, and I was told not to when I come to Mill and I, I I had a few I had a few whistles in training from the dock. No, we don't do that and I was like, okay. But you sort of got used to it. Although I you know, with with Teddy and Cass they were great in the air. Yeah. Um but I still tried to pass the ball to them if that makes sense, not just whack it in the air and I was that I was always that sort of person. But yeah, we we did play some, some good football as well, which, you know, I think people forget about. Well, I always think that's where you stood out. You personally stood out because, as a, as a, as a general general statement, um, our, our defenders back then were were not elegant on the ball, and yet you did bring that certain touch with you. And always one of the things I always admired about your your play. Um, your best moment in the game? What was what, if you had to pick out a highlight from your career? QPR on Millwall, um, either. Oh, I would probably I would have to, I would probably have to say my first ever 
pro game for QPR then. Right. So um, that, that was yeah, that was at Rotherham. Um, and all my family went down to watch, and uh, yeah, I would probably say that that was. I mean, there's probably others that I that would you could probably say that were yeah. were, were, were amazing, but I just think because obviously that was my first ever game. That's, that's interesting. I, I, I was imagining what you might say, and I thought, well, I imagined you might say the trip to Wembley for the League Cup final. Um, in, I, in hated that. I hated that because we, we were rubbish, absolutely rubbish. We were. So I've got it wrong. I've got that one wrong. In yeah, that case. Oh, it was disappointing. I mean, it was great to actually to, to get there to Wembley. Not many players can say, oh, I played at Wembley. Um, but we'd been, we'd been fantastic all the way up, up to the, that game. You know, we've been going to... Yeah, it was a 3-0 loss. I think we went to Leicester about three weeks before that and won 4-5-0. Um, but all of a sudden, I'm not sure. I'm a bit... Because Jim Smith was obviously at Oxford for a long time, wasn't he? Yes, he was, yeah. And we we changed the side. The side changed from the sort of like two, three weeks previous. And he changed it a fair bit. You know, two or three players he left out. And I'm... I still think he, he did it on purpose. <laughs> God rest his soul. <laughs> but we were, but, but to be fair, Oxford were, were far better than we were on the day. So, so yeah. So. I've got three more questions, two from listeners and then one from me to finish us. Okay. Uh, Ian. Um, this one is from, from a chap called Neil, um, with Ian being one of the most consistent left-backs in the country during his early years at the Den. Does Ian think he would have got into the England squad if he'd been at a bigger or more fashionable club than Millwall? I suppose that's a bit of an imponderable. But um, do you think the Millwall thing held you back in terms of international I, recognition? I don't think it was anything to do with QPR or Millwall. I went, I went with England under 21s twice, and because um, I've had, it's really weird. I've had a lot of players, even players I played with, in front of me. Mickey Flanagan played yeah. in front of me for years at QPR. Yeah, the old Charlton player. Yeah. Yeah, and I went went to with the under 21s, and obviously. Was left back and I think because I wasn't a natural left footer well, this was going to come on to my next question but anyway, I, I think that was why I didn't go any further with England because right. okay. obviously I went with Mickey Flanagan we played at Palace when he was there and he went to me look Dozzy he said are you left or right footed he said because I couldn't remember he said <laughs> <laughs> so I you know it's so obviously I could use I did use my left foot but if I was to put ball down I would go and strike it with my right. So you're naturally right-footed. I'm uh, naturally right-footed, but obviously I had to use my left because of where I played for well, nearly all so, my career, really. So how did you? I mean, you, you clearly adjusted well to that role. I mean, it's always it's always an oddity in the game, isn't it? A right-footed, left left-sided um, player. Yeah. Um, I, I never noticed, if I'm honest. I mean, it's only in recent times that people said, "Oh, yeah, Ian Dawes was the right-footed left back," you know. And I, I never noticed at the time. So you, you, you certainly hit it, you hit it well. Um, but I think you've answered Craig Jones's question because that was going to be his question: What, what foot did you prefer using, your right or your left? <laughs> I think you're right. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, me right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, Dave, I'll just, and this is by the way, David Duffett um, says of all the left backs he's seen at the Den, then he was at one of the best he's ever seen. So this is my final question. This is, I'm, I'm really, really glad I've got you to talk to you because I've always wondered this. I'm going to take you back to a game in the early in the 89-90 season at home to Cholton. We drew two all. I don't know if you yeah, remember that. Yeah, I do. I do. I remember uh, the last goal, actually. Can you remember that one? <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah. Um, 
was it a cross? Did you shoot? What did you do? That was a magnificent goal, and I celebrated like I'd lost my mind at the time. But it was but... really weird. We were obviously 2-1 down. I think it was only about a minute to go, I think. 90th minute, that's right. And I think we'd knocked the ball in already, and it came back out. And I think it was Dave Thompson. I don't know how he, he, he got the ball wide on the right. I don't even know how he was there. And I'd sort of just thought, oh, I just... I'll just go in the box and see what happens, really. And unfortunately, it just sort of came came to me. The keeper came out, and I just sort of clipped it over him. So, it was a wonderful... yeah, no, I do remember that. And that was actually with my left foot. That's it. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so yeah, I do remember that. I think that was my most prolific uh, year of scoring goals. I think. I think that's yeah, I'm just going to get the figures on screen because um, that was one of the things I wanted to say to you. Yeah, I think you got four goals that season. It was, yeah. That's um, probably why we got relegated because I was too far forward, maybe. <laughs> five, <laughs> five in your Millwall career and four in cutting that season. Um, and that 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 tops your your QPR career. You've got three goals for QPR, but um, yeah, no, I should have scored more goals, really. To be fair, it's been wonderful to talk to you, Ian. Real pleasure. No, that's your welcome. Um, thank you for taking time out. You've been painting your father-in-law's house, so I've, I've taken you away from your paintbrushes. No, that's all right. I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a wonderful conversation. Um, Ian Dawes, thank you for coming on the show. The best fallback in a mill shirt I ever saw. Thank you very much, Ian Dawes. You're welcome. Thank you. Achtung, Mehlball. Achtung Millwall and the Real Millwall Fan Show are the number one Millwall podcast and we want to hear from you. So get in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts, your views, your rants about all things Millwall. We've got email, achtungmillwall at gmail.com. All one word, achtungmillwall at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us and leave us a voicemail on 0208 144 0232. That's 0208 144 0232 leave us a voicemail no human will be involved in the receipt of your message so give us a shout tell us what you think about all things Millwall and the best messages will be read out on air When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. 
Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.